If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Impress your friends. Amaze your coworkers. Make your family proud. Here's what you need to know. The program begins right now as we finish strong here on a uh, Friday. Uh, thanks for joining us here in the uh, program. Hopefully our last blast of winter. Uh, our need to know brought to you by our friends at Big O Tires. No matter what kind of car you drive, two things are always true. All tires eventually need replacing and all vehicles, they need servicing. Lucky for you, Big O Tires is an expert in both. They have all the name brand tires, plus they offer the top-of-the-line service alignment, shocks, struts, batteries, brakes, much, much more. Uh, it is uh, your chance to get in right now. Take advantage. Uh, they've got lending partners uh, to offer financing options if that's necessary. For you, visit one of their locally owned and operated locations today or find a location online at BigOtires.com. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Uh, news coming out Right uh, during the parade or right before the parade that Steve Spagnolo had had his contract extended? Well, he's not the only one. Dave Tobe, who's special teams, had a great day in the Super Bowl. He assigned an extension to remain as the assistant head coach and special teams coordinator. Uh, he's the only special teams coach Andy Reid has had in Kansas City. He's been the assistant head coach since 2018. He will stay in that role. Uh, news when it comes to the shooting. Two juveniles were officially charged with crimes connected to the mass shooting at the Chiefs Super Bowl rally. Jackson County Family Court said they are being detained in the juvenile detention center on gun-related and resisting arrest charges. So uh, we do have charges that have been filed. They are minors. We are not going to get their names. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what uh, we heard mm-hmm. during the game. Chris Jones on the uh, mic'd up segment that was on NFL Network. Uh, here's Chris Jones on the sideline after Christian McCaffrey's TD made it 16-13 Niners. Hey! Defense! Come here! Come here, Mike! One thing we can't do, man... I understand the game is physical. I understand. But my thing is, be smart about it. Be mine. That's all we got to do. They can't with us. They can't. They had to go to a trick play to do it. Absolutely, Coach. We're getting their best shot right now. Steve Spagnuolo. Down 10 nothing, and they're like, <laughs> yep. hey, they, they they can't get us. Nope. They can't get us. Can't Love that us. confidence. Yeah, that's great. Um, to Sean Gibson. Defensive back for the 49ers. Here's words that will live in infamy amongst Chiefs fans, at least. This is after Patrick Mahomes was picked off on the first drive of the second half. That is just a regular quarterback, bro. Regular. He's regular, bro. And we're going to make his ass look regular. Keep doing it. Boy, way to read that QB. Hell of a job. Wrong. No? <laughs> I mean, come on. How dumb do you have to be? Not going to go down that way? He's regular. But maybe uh, he's just trying I mean, to psych his guys up. But regular in the sense now. that maybe he, you know, reads the paper every morning and <laughs> certain time. Sure. Okay. Has a body temperature relatively around 98.6. Yeah. Yeah. He's regular from that standpoint. <laughs> uh, some NFL news. Bucks uh, are talking about giving Baker Mayfield a contract three for 75 plus, a little more than that. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is being suspended two games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substance policy. Uh, the violation is said to relate to Garoppolo using a prescribed medication without having a valid therapeutic use uh, or exemption from the league. So, uh, yeah. 
tisk tisk. Uh, Kevin Harlan's next. Welcome back here on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It is time to talk to the best of the business. The Voice of America from CBS TNT Westwood One. He called the Super Bowl right here on your home of the National Football League, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Uh, he's with us here at the program for our weekly chat. Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Saran. It's uh, well, a lot of mixed emotions certainly this past week, sure. but uh, always good to always good to visit with you. And um, um, and I just want to let the audience know that you've you are you are a technical whiz on top of being a terrific host of a, of a radio program. <laughs> you and I went to the same uh, uh, technical school, and yeah. we didn't we didn't pass. Did no, we? <laughs> no, we did not. Yes. The, uh, if they only saw how the sausage was made, Kevin. If they only saw, they would I know they would never they order it. Saw. Yeah. yeah, they would never in a million years order. No, they would not. That's, that's right. Exactly that's right. right. So, uh, yeah, that'll be our little joy. Uh, just yeah. how you grind yeah. the hoof and the horn and the, the lip down to oh, create man. a sausage. It's just, uh, it's amazing. Don't, don't want to know. Don't yeah. want to know. Don't want to know. Don't want to know. Um, all right. Uh, what is your takeaway uh, from the uh, Chiefs winning back to back? What What is you just the, the overall? What What's you know. With the game, obviously you said it. We've been through a lot this week, and we're trying to put things back uh, as much as we can uh, in into kind of normal. So, talking about the football game itself, and and the the Chiefs, and what is now most people are acknowledging a dynasty. What was your takeaway from this edition of their championships? Well, that when um, the most pressure packed situations of the game were answered by the great. Um, expertise been there before type of feel that they gave their performance uh, there was never a sense of panic or what's going on or how are we going to get out of this you could just sense that they had just such great calm and that of course begins with your quarterback when he exudes that in the huddle when he does it on the sideline when veterans like the Chris Joneses whoever was the voice on that sideline Steve Spagnuolo whoever um, that, that was it had to have a calming effect. And listen, we've been down this road. We are uh, very uh, sure of our footing. We know exactly how we're going to proceed. And and that was my thought. Like they just they knew everything that was ahead of them. They knew what had happened, and they showed it. And that's the wonderful guide that experience could be. So that was one part of it, clearly. And then. You've got individual performances along the way that, that just stood out, and clearly at the top of that is Mahomes, but also the play calling of Andy and the collaboration with um, you know with with the, with the entire staff and his quarterback. I mean, they they all you all have to be on the same page when when it's the most strenuous, when it's the most intense, when it's the most dire. Um, you rely on the things that got you there, and that seems, I think, at times to calm you. And know you uh, have uh, have a way, a path out. You have an escape hatch. And they did, and they proceeded along those lines and had this wonderful finish that, you know, um, you know, I, I don't know how predictable it was that they were going to win. I think that, that a lot of people were thinking San Francisco just has too many ways to get you. But defensively, they couldn't have been as bad as they were the game before against Detroit. That, that something was going to break, and, and it didn't. And the Chiefs just did not crack. And, and maybe that resilience is the greatest portion of this story, is that they just continued to follow. their that they, they just did not let the situation get too big for them. And they answered it, as we saw with the final play, which was executed to perfection. 
and uh, and they win it. So it's it is a dynasty. I think everyone would be in agreement of that. It, it's comparable to all the previous dynasties before them with Dallas and certainly now New England. That 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 lasted two decades. So that that's that's going to be probably the next thing in their sights. Now we haven't had a team three peat. That is a new uh, frontier for them to to hit into the Chiefs. Um, it, it's amazing that this has happened on the heels of a two-decade run by New England, but we've had this with Dallas and San Francisco in the 90s and 80s. We had it with uh, Pittsburgh, certainly in the in the 70s, with a little bit of Dallas in there, and certainly Green Bay, and before them, Cleveland in the 50s. So we've we've uh, I think we can easily insert the Chiefs in that in that sentence in terms of dynastic runs in the history of pro football. Yeah, I agree. And you hit on a number of different things there. Uh, one, I, I think they are going to, you know, the, the three-peat is going to be a rallying cry, just as Pat Riley uh, threw it out there. They didn't get there, but he immediately when the Lakers won two at the championship parade, he was the first guy that I remember going, and now we're going for three. Like right here, we're setting the bar right now. They didn't get there. But this has now been put out there uh, for this team. We know the Bulls did. And they made it a, a, a cry. Michael Jordan wanting to do something that Larry Bird and Magic Johnson hadn't done, win, win three in a row. That feels like Patrick Mahomes, doesn't it? That feels like exactly what you know will drive him. And I think a chance, you mentioned the Patriots. You're right, the two decades, that's a ways off. But the Steelers won four in six years. And so I can see them saying, okay, we need to do four and six, and we need to three-peat. We, we will have done something only the Steelers did, and we will have done something no one has ever done. That's the kind of thing that drives relentless competitors like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, I would think. Yeah, when you got special players and coaches in a, a franchise that clearly is, is right now in a very unique situation, um, you, you just want to see how far you can push the envelope. And you know, to defend it was was incredible in this day and age of pro football. We know that, that there are going to be some salary cap issues, which are going to be um, very difficult to manage, but this organization has always found a way, and my confidence lies that they will, again, find a way and a path forward with, with a lot of money constraints ahead of them and big money being paid out, which it should be. But now you've uh, you've touched on this three peat. You've touched on you know even even doing more than what they've accomplished here in this five six year span. And you know going to six consecutive AFC championships is just is just amazing. And and that's what this organization has done. And then to win the three Super Bowls and back to back is something that you know I, I think after Brady left New England, I don't know if anybody really thought that was going to be so quick to happen or follow. And sure enough, it has. So you've got special people in special places right now, head coach, quarterback, organization, leadership from the president, Mark Donovan, right on down beach and, and, and right on down the line. So it's it's time to strike while the iron's hot. And then that is going to be, you're always looking for motivation. The great ones always do. Organizations are the same way. And I, I, I think that is a, a proper and the perfect way to, to assess how they'll Enter the, the upcoming off season with re-signings, the draft, and all the things that will happen in the coming year. I, I'm excited to see how they handle it. It was a little bit nebulous maybe coming out of last year because they had won and thinking, my gosh, to defend a championship is so difficult. It hasn't been done in 20 seasons. How in the world is this going to happen? And sure enough, they found a way. 
even in a season that didn't look maybe at times like a championship season. And uh, but but the great organizations always rise to the occasion, and that's what. That's what this organization with their quarterback and head coach did. Uh, we're talking to Kevin Harlan here in the program. You also talked about being prepared and how the uh, Chiefs seem to be prepared for everything. They were certainly prepared for the overtime rules. Um, there's a number of different videos, although we've heard Kyle Shanahan say, well, he wanted the ball first with they got to the second overtime. Uh, there's interviews that happened before he got to the podium where he talked about wishing that, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, that they had scored a touchdown, so Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have gotten the ball. And it, it appears that he, while well, he said he did at the podium, in between the end of the game and there, he didn't seem to know the rules. I think it's interesting that he didn't know that. They also, his offense botched the uh, line protection that allowed Chris Jones to come wide open to his quarterback. He was so disappointed in himself, he fired his defensive coordinator. I thought that was impressive. Um, I say that tongue in cheek, obviously, but right, right. Uh, you know, your prepared part, like they, they were prepared over on the San Francisco side. You know, Andy Reid was even ready. They said going back to training camp, training camp, talking about if we're in the Super Bowl, these are the overtime rules. Uh, did all 53 guys on his roster remember that? Know it going in? I don't know, but the team did. They were ready for it. You, you hear the video now of Patrick Mahomes. They were adamant. They wanted the ball. They couldn't believe San Francisco took the ball. I mean, I don't bring this up to throw Kyle Shanahan under the bus. He went up against one of the best, if not the best ever. But that does show just how prepared Andy Reid teams are. And they had been to the Super Bowl, and so they knew even, you know, in past Super Bowls, you know, exactly what the lay of the land was, even though the rule has changed during this Chiefs run from each just the first team to score, and if it was a touchdown, two. Now both teams had to have the ball, and and I, I think winning franchises always know what's ahead of them, and they want to set the course, and that's clearly what Andy did. Uh, my feeling was, and we didn't see this on TV, and I'm so um, disappointed in the fact that that was not shown. At the end of the game, and maybe there have been some other videos out there, I, I have not, I don't get on those different websites to see, but I think if, if you saw the end of the game, the Chiefs knew exactly what had happened when that touchdown pass was thrown that <laughs> that they had won, and the entire – I have not seen this very often in the NFL. I see it in college sports, clearly, uh, basketball in particular, where the entire bench as one will go in one direction uh, for the person that's hit the winning shot or whatever they've done. And I don't recall in the NFL ever seeing an entire bench in unison leave the sideline and run to a specific area and to a specific player, Patrick, as he was running in the end zone. And it was not, unfortunately, the, 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 the TV view did not show that. They were more into individual faces and reaction when it was the totality at the end which to me was so incredibly dramatic. I can't, I, I can't tell you, I, it was almost breathtaking to watch the team, once the touchdown pass was thrown to Hardman, um, leave at once and head right to Mahomes, who is running. And then if you've ever seen a, a <laughs> this is a, a horrible analogy, but if you've ever seen a, a huge swarm of birds, yeah, and they always seem to, right? And, and they, they cut like, and they follow and they zigzag, but, but it's like this big black cloud that moves 
in different directions. That's exactly what the what the it looked like when the Chiefs bench erupted, and every one of them left to go get Mahomes in the end zone. The, the Chiefs knew the rules; and they knew exactly what was up and what was going on. And um, um, it, it, that that moment will, I think, actually, quite frankly, will live with me more than than the touchdown pass itself. How the bench emptied and they ran and chased Mahomes, but they did it like they all had that that quick movement. So the bench, I think, I think everybody on the sideline for the Chiefs, even if they had forgotten what was spoken of in training camp and in different parts of the season or even the past couple of weeks, get ready for the game, they knew exactly what was going on and how they were going to proceed. And also just the calm with which the Chiefs handled that drive. I mean, where the clock is ticking, and of course you know exactly what goes on. It continues on, and, and the Chiefs just did not blink. They were just so confident and, and so aware of the situation that it was reflective in their play and, and, and obviously the win. Yeah, it is amazing. And uh, I've always said, and I think this validates it, but I think where Andy Reid really dominates, he does everything well. I don't think there's anything he doesn't do well. But his offseason, I think he owns the offseason like no other coach. I mean, they just there's so many times that you ask him something late in the year or – you know, um, you know, in the playoffs, and all, well, you know, in mini camp, we did this and this and this. Well, you know, in training camp, we did this and this and this. Like, he is preparing for the playoffs in, in April. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I think they've got, I get the gist that he has a skeleton of a game plan for every team that they're going to play in, in the regular season, you know, and, and then he adds to it as he goes. But like, I think they're, in a lot of ways, ready to rock, you know, like come mini camp, you know, he's just, he's put in the time when nobody's talking to him and nobody's seeing it. He's, he's killing it. He's, he's just beating people. And I think it's, it's incredible. And I think it's, you know, incredible that, and, and long overdue that Steve Spagnuolo's starting to get some credit for his great work, four championships as a defensive coordinator. He's done it with varying degrees of talent here in Kansas City. This year he had great talent and they needed his defense to be great and it was great. And he's finally being recognized as one of the great defensive minds of all time. As he should. He, he's a terrific individual. And I think people in Kansas City know that if, if, if they've you know, read enough about the Chiefs and follow the Chiefs like we all do. He's, he's a great person. Um, and, and he um, just has the, the attention and the admiration of those defensive players. They're making T-shirts about, you know, like, I mean, they, they, they love him. And, uh, and he makes it enjoyable, yet he makes it so that they're constantly learning and evolving, which is what Andy does to the offense. And I, and I think it's so unique that Andy, I mean, he's clearly paying attention to the game, the situation, the clock, and the score, and all these things when the offense doesn't have the ball. But there's such trust he has in Steve that he can maneuver so cleanly and clearly offensively that he doesn't get, and he has a great, you know, confidence in his special teams as well. It's, it, it really is a dynamic of, of the right personalities in the right situation with the right leadership. All, you know, it's, it's the perfect storm. It hits every base you need to hit. And, and, um, and there's such great confidence in what each coach is doing with their segment of the three. And then Andy can just worry about the offense and deal with this quarterback who continues just to amaze people with what he can do and the calm with which he operates and the confidence with which he has. 
it's uh, you know we can go on and on about this team and what they've done and it's uh, and it probably still wouldn't be enough to say in this day and age of pro football to pull off what they pulled off is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely just an incredible accomplishment uh, because, you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, they've won three. They're, they're dominant. They're a dynasty. All of their, their dynasty is true, but it hasn't been dominant, right? They're not winning 50 to six. No. They're like, you look uh-huh. at these games and you're like, there's so many, you know, plays that had to be made and they just make more of them because they were, very evenly matched against the Niners. They were very evenly matched against the Eagles. They were very evenly matched against the Niners the first time, which, by the way, does kind of mimic exactly how the Patriots were doing it. Uh, I think Tom Brady's Super Bowls were all by one score or less. They did. There was none of these, you know, Niners over Broncos or Bears over Patriots in '85. Like it, it's you know, it does come down to the coach and quarterback, and and you know maybe the coaching because we want to include. Spagnolo and everything that goes on, uh, and and the personnel. Brett Beach is the other guy. What a great, you know, this was not an all-in move for them. They they didn't just say, well, we're going to be terrible for three years down the road because we're just backloading everything on the cap. They've been responsible in how they do things, and and now, uh, you know, they, they've won championships while kind of rebuilding on the fly. I'm uh, I'm just constantly impressed, and and you you can't have one week uh, end of your organization. It's, it's got to be everything scouting and and all those people, and that's why they give rings to everybody because everybody's had a hand in some form of of helping them get to this goal. And it's whether it's the people that are lining the field to the guys who go out and scout that are no name uh, scouts out there with long hours on the road and away from their families, doing what they do and. And uh, and every part we see, you know, the frontline people, the, the the Reeds and the Mahomes and the Veaches and the Donovans, and certainly the Hunt family, Clark, and and what they all do. But but as we all know, it takes everybody with no weak links to you know hold on to the rope. You cannot let go of the rope, and and that esprit de corps runs through this entire organization. And you know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to put together an organization like that. It's hard to make everybody, you know, uh, fulfill the role that you see them fulfilling. And it takes organization, and it takes great leadership, and all those things. But it takes a lot of individual pride too. And there's no one that works out of Arrowhead that doesn't have that individual pride. And they, I, I know that, and because I've, I've, I've seen it myself. Uh, everybody that's a part of that can take some solace knowing that that their part was part of the reason why they won a championship again and, and, and why it is sustaining, why it is sustainable just because of, of what they've, what they've been able to do year after year. You don't, you don't reach this without every facet of your organization, you know, holding onto the rope and pulling in the same direction and at the same time. And, and that, that's the thing from the people that, uh, that park your cars, to, that, that make happy customers go in there, to the season ticket holders that continually support the team and the way they do. I mean, just right on down the line, everybody can take some pride in it. And that's the wonderful thing about a championship, especially one that is uh, seemingly on this ride that, that has, uh, at, at present, no sight of ending. Yeah, we, we talked to Seth Kaiser about that earlier. We're talking to Kevin Harlan here in the program. Are they in the middle of it? Are they at the end of it? You know, three was all the Cowboys got. Um, you know, Patriots, you, you were still very good for 10 years but and played in two Super Bowls, but uh, they were done winning them for a while. Do you get a sense that 
this is in the middle of it? Is it like, you know, it looks like it always looks like I'm sure when the Steelers won their fourth in six years, they didn't think the next year they were going to be one game over 500 or two games over 500, whatever they were. And, and that it was over. Um, you get a sense that this one's, you know, still going strong moving forward. Well, because the quarterback is only in his, you know, he's in the, he's just entering his prime. Uh, he's what, 28 and the head coach is going to be 66 here in a couple of weeks or months. He's, he's mid sixties. He's a young man. Um, I, I, I think he's uh, in, in good health and he's, he's feeling, uh, inspired by what's in front of him. He knows he's on the brink of history. Um, you know, I mean, people have been bringing up here lately that, uh, not only is he, you know, accomplishing, you know, greatness with wins and championships and now Super Bowls, but he's also racking up the wins and climbing up that ladder and, and passing some pretty, uh, some pretty big names in the history of pro football. He's, he's, you know, the Curly Lambos, the Tom Landry's, and he's, he's, you know, Belichick, I know is ahead of him, but, but clearly now if he sticks around, that's, that's going to be something that's going to be within reach. So, um, I don't think there's any, in- and I would, and, and I want to say this delicately because I don't want, I don't want to minimize, um, anything about, you know, the enormity of the job. But I, I really do believe, um, that in so many ways, if Andy Reid weren't coaching, this would be, it's almost like he's, he's living out like a, like a hobby, like, like he loves designing offenses. And of course, he's got right the, the, the perfect guy to design around. And has all this different, you know, wherewithal to to work, and all these different buttons to push and make it make it happen. But you know, as they always say, if you enjoy your job, you've not worked a day in your life. And I know the hours he puts in, and it's it's in, it, that's what we don't see. We don't know how many hours he puts in per week to make it look this easy or make it look this this successful. But he's he's constantly. You know, innovating, and, and I think you touched on something earlier. You know, even well before the season begins, he's out there. You know, during the off season, designing how he's going to attack the Chargers with the new coach and now a new new quarterback. How he's going to, you know, deal with the Ra- with the Raiders and 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 trying to to figure out, you know, what what, what Pierce is going to do and handling the division and then moving on to the rest of the AFC. Like I think this is. These are things that, like, this is enjoyment. It's not a job for him. It's enjoyment. And that's, that, that's, that's the best part of having a job. If you have a job you enjoy, it really never is work. And, and like I said, the hours he puts in are, are so numerous and, and just so mind-boggling that, I mean, and that's what every coaching staff basically puts in in the NFL and in college football. Um, but, uh, but for him, it is a joy. It is, it's the second love of his life after his wife. And, uh, and I think it shows in the fact that he just, you know, he's, he's just, he's a, he's a man in full right now in terms of, of, of where he is, what he's accomplished, what he's done, how he goes about it, what his practice, and then after they've got the blueprint too, right? They've got the blueprint. So this is something that I, I see is very sustainable. As long as you've got the quarterback and, and that is the number one piece and, 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 and don't make any, uh, suggestion that it's not because uh, I, 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 I just I watched too much of it to know once you've got the quarterback um, everything else kind of seems to fall in place for the most part um, it may not mean a Super Bowl every year it may not mean a championship every year but it will mean sustained success with sustained uh, success in the regular season and giving it a shot once the playoffs begin. Um, 
You mentioned, we're talking to Kevin Harlan here in the program. You mentioned the quarterback being young. He's 28. Uh, he'll be 29 next year uh, during the season. How much of his game is on his legs? I mean, I think he'll he'll certainly morph and adapt and get rid of the ball quicker once he doesn't have the same kind of escapability. But the 66 yards rushing was a huge part of the success in this game. How do you think Patrick Mahomes will age when those legs start to erode? And, and it's not, you know, just the 66 yards. It's when it happened. Like, like he, he, he picked his spot so that, you know, I, we're all so mesmerized by the arm talent and, and his mind is just so sharp and he's so in tune with what's going on. But, but it, it, it's when he runs, right? It's when he decides to, to tuck it under and go. And, and that is to me the, the, the key. He's not just running every play. Um, like some quarterbacks, because they can and pick up two yards here or, or four yards there. Like when he runs, it's with a purpose and some design and some thought and just his ability to read the gap that may exist where he can now, he can rocket through it. And and that to me is the, is the development of Patrick. I think in this season we've just had uh, and, and seen from the team because there was not maybe the reliance or the trust on the parts around him, he ran because he knew, you know, there's there's no I, there's nothing else to do. As the season went on, I, I my perception was it became a smarter ability to run, running when needed, running by plan and design, and and running when it mattered the most, and not letting those chances go to the side um, when the opportunity was there. He jumped in and he did it, and that was, I thought, a very good um, use of his ability. Now, at 29, um, I think, and the other thing that I, I would pair this with is that he is so um, he, he's, his mind is always evolving, right? I think he's, I think he's cognizant of his physical stature, of his age, of what's around him, what he's got to work with. That that now is clicked in, and it, it's at the, it's operating at a premium level. Like he sees things slowly, he knows when to react and when to use his legs, and the way he takes care of his body and and, and his his workout regimen, which we saw in that quarterback show that was on what Netflix or Apple or whatever it was on. You know his ability to take care of his body, and I think he does a lot of investigation into talking to other athletes and saying, what'd you do as you crossed 30? What'd you do when you were 32? How did you handle it when you got, you know, I think he, like he's got this plan and these people and the science in back of him now to, to get his body <clears throat> where it needs to get, how he needs to be and operate within that, uh, within that system. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think he's, you know, he, he'll just evolve is the way I would probably put it. Uh, let's get to our final four with Kevin Harlan. It's brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. Uh, it is uh, your opportunity to see the same experts that care for the Chiefs when you walk in their uh, their orthopedic uh, clinic. You can walk in right now, 435 and all. They're open 8 to 7 weekdays, 8 to 2 on Saturdays. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. If you're suffering from an orthopedic injury, whether it happened in everyday life or playing sports, you can be seen without an appointment at 435 and all. Four quick ones. Here we go, Kevin. I'll start you with this. Is Chris Jones back with the Chiefs next year? What you got to tell you? Yes I no? got to believe he is, yeah. I hope they find a way and, and um, just the, the, the tears that were running down his face at the uh, front of the game that we all saw and were all touched by um, his love, I think, of the area, the team. 
he knows that that money is there. Uh, they're going to have to be creative. <clears throat> they're going to have to figure out a way to uh, to make it work and get him what he deserves, and he deserves a lot. But I think he realizes, to me, his mind is, is I'm a part of something special, and and why bail out right now? Um, he made a nice salary this past season. I, I'd like to think there is a way. Now, listen, that may mean some restructuring of some other salary. And if that's the case, maybe the money will be there now and they can find a way to do it. He, he commands so much respect on that line. He's such a big part of why that defense has had this nice run and answers the bell when it needs to. Like, the guys like him are almost as hard to find as quarterbacks like Mahomes. So I'd like to say yes, he will be there. They'll find a way. And, and uh, I don't think it's a hometown discount, but I think maybe he'll be a little bit more um, uh, forgiving in, in those terms and may not be at the very top and realize just what a special situation he's in right now. All right, uh, next question. Uh, is Legere Sneed back? These cornerbacks are too hard to find, and McDuffie on the other end, man, they're, they're, they're a one-two punch. Don't think that they don't make Jones's life better, and don't think that Jones doesn't make their life better. I mean, they work hand-in-hand. His defense and the numbers, the statistics they rang up are so true, and, and I, I don't know Legereus um, as well, not that I even know Chris Jones as well, just I've just really paid attention to him because he's been such a dominant all-pro force on that line, but Snead even emerged more this season um, and, and, and deserved the kind of praise he was getting, and he's as good as those people were saying he is, and um, um, I'd sure like to think that an organization that can find room for one, can find room for two. And again, it's going to take a, I really believe they're going to have to restructure some deals. And if they do, that money could be there, but he's in a position that commands a lot. And that, that's going to make, that's going to make it tough. But, but uh, I know all Chiefs fans have got their fingers crossed that somehow, some way, these two all world performers are going to find a way to be on this franchise. And if any team can figure out a way to do it, I think this franchise and this team can, and so my my hope is is that like all Chiefs fans that he's gonna he's gonna remain for both of them both both Snead and and certainly Chris. All right, how many more Super Bowls will make it official? He's got three in his pocket. How many championships total for Mahomes when he's done? Well, I can't. I, I two seems to be the right number, and we we've, we've talked about this for a couple of years. You and I have, and I think we said five or six, and they've got three. And they've made all these trips now to the big game, and I, I know they've got at least you know a, a couple, three, four more of those. As long as Mahomes is upright and healthy and playing the way he is, and nothing is going to say he's not. You know, one thing I wanted to mention about you, know, like he does these things in the offseason. We all kind of saw it right in that in that special, but these quarterbacks are now trained to just bend like Gumby. They're they're just, and he's got, he's physically so gifted. That, that he can do things bending, twisting, turning that make it look painful, but, but his body is conditioned to take those kind of hits and is strong enough to take those hits. And as long as his body's doing that, I, I got to believe this thing is going to last. And I don't see any end for Andy either. He was very quick to say, no, I'm back. I'm back. And, so, so let's, and, and, let's, let's do this. Give me just, you know, and we're not, this is just for fun, but what, what would, what would the number be for Mahomes? Cause there's a follow up. Uh, two. I, I two say, more? I say two more. Okay, I, so, I that's two more. so then let me ask you, how many for Andy Reid when he's done? I say, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I think they're hand in hand. I think two more for Andy too. 
I, I, I would say with, with, with somewhat certain certainty that, that they've got one left in them. And, and it may be on, we may be on the cusp of that. That three piece is going to be a real big carrot for them because they know it's, it's not been done. Like it's, it's so historic and so hard. It puts so much stress on an organization to do that. But this organization seems very fit. Now, they lose a couple of these parts on defense. Um, you know, and the tight end is, is, is the father time always wins, and he's going to be another year old. Um, you know, they get, they got to keep replacing some of these very important parts. That tight end for Mahomes and Reed is gigantic, whether it's Kelsey or whoever it is. That position is huge in this offense. It just bails them out. It's always a safety valve. So that that's under the thought that, that they're going to be able to – you're not going to replace a Hall of Fame tight end, but you can find parts that will, will give you the same feel. Uh, they lucked out with a seventh-round pick in, in Pacheco, and that is check that box. Uh, they need to strengthen themselves at wide receiver. I mean, there are areas – it's not a perfect team. Right. But the parts that matter the most are. So I, I say two wins, and I think I think um, and I think they're hand in hand in it. I, if Mahomes would leave, I gotta believe um, that, that that Reed would probably say, you know what? Well, how am I ever going to do better than this with this guy? He's going to go down as one of the top five quarterbacks in the history of pro football. Kevin, uh, you're the best. We appreciate the uh, time as always, and I uh, will talk to you next week, my friend. Thank you, Saran. Always a pleasure. Take care. We're almost done for the day, but there's just a few more things we'd like to share. But there's still more. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of this whole thing. On the program. But first, the good sense, end of the hour answer. Who was the first player to kick a 50-yard field goal in a Super Bowl? Harrison Bucker. No. Uh, He's the most recent, though. Ralph Minershka. No. There have been 10 all-time, but none before Super Bowl twenty-eight. Buffalo's Steve Christie from 54 yards. Harrison Butker and the 49ers' Jake Moody are the only two guys to do it twice. Wow. All right, there it is. Harrison Butker's going to the Hall of Fame. This just in. I think so. Uh, if you want to get some Good Sense, you can order it right now. Go to GoodSenseSubs.com. Locally owned and operated. Founded in Lenexa, Kansas. Of course, baking that bread fresh two, three times a day. You smell it right when you come in. Slicing the meats and cheeses right in front of you. They've always done that. And yes, now a low-carb, a keto-friendly option. How about their meatball side with that signature marinara sauce? It's wonderful. Uh, it comes with the Parmesan. You can make it even cheesier. Go with the provolone added on top as well. Great keto, low-carb option now from GoodSense. Go to GoodSenseSubs.com to order yours today. We'll leave you with this for the kicker. The Pac-12 and embattled Commissioner George Kliakov uh, have mutually agreed to part ways. Did this even need to be said? Uh, they're down to two teams. If anyone ever was like, why is he? I, I assumed he was already fired. We're down to Washington State and Oregon State as the only teams that are left. Uh, the league announces today, basically Washington State and Oregon State are like, you want him? No, I don't want him. Like, do we want to flip the bill for something that we were splitting 12 ways and go 50-50 on this, guys? Like, no. I don't understand it. Uh, they say they'll have more details on their leadership next week. Fine, whatever. Some mid-level manager gets promoted from the, from the mail room. Look, you're the commissioner. We have 12 teams. Now we have two teams. You're what we call fired. I, I didn't know this was even a thing. I can't believe an announcement had to be made on this. I assumed he was gone long ago. He should be thankful for about the last six months of checks because he was stealing for the last six months, that's for sure.